Every week they talk about music coming into Milwaukee and music coming out of Milwaukee. Here's Evan Ritleski of 88.9 and Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This is Tapped In. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Tapped In. I am Evan, here as always with Piet. And this week we are previewing the big shows taking place in Milwaukee in November. There are a lot of them. Milwaukee's concert calendar is still sort of in that making up for lost time mode where it's just a packed schedule every week. And these are the shows we're most excited about. Piet, why don't you uh, start us off here? Yeah, I think the show of the month for sure has got to be Bob Dylan, who's playing November 2nd at the Riverside Theater. Uh, This is significant not because he's just Bob Dylan, who is perhaps the most influential living musician in the world uh, right now. (laughs) Uh, The fact that it's also, he's going to be his first show since the pandemic started for a live audience. So, you know, he's been touring kind of nonstop since the late 80s on kind of what's been dubbed the, the never ending tour. And the pandemic caused the longest pause for his touring uh, since the 80s. And he's now committed to a full world tour. He's, he's committed to going to at least 2024, um, at least when he announced these dates. And Milwaukee is the very first show happening at the Riverside November 2nd. Really excited about this. He released an album last year, which was really, really good, called Rough and Rowdy Ways. And I saw him at two, in 2019, right before the pandemic, uh, at the, the Eagles Ballroom at the Rave. And that was the best he's been in a decade. I've seen him for you know, several times over the last uh, 10 years. And that Rave show was just really, really good. I mean, he's, he's kind of a polarizing live performer, but he was really, really engaged in a really great form that night. I expect the same coming up here at the Riverside. It is highs and lows with Dylan. Like you see him and sometimes you're like, wow, I saw a legend. And sometimes you see him and you're like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> there is no guarantee when you see a Dylan show, but that's kind of exciting, right? Like it's, uh, you go into to music and you kind of roll the dice sometimes. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. But the fact that he was so good on that last run before the pandemic and the fact that he's finally getting back out there uh, and, the, and that Milwaukee, I mean, this will be a significant show because it'll be the first show since this pandemic. So that'll be a special one to see, even if it uh, kind of crashes and burns. But I think it'll I think it'll be really interesting and really good. That new album is fantastic. There might be some stuff from it in the set list too. One show that's uh, definitely on my radar is, is one of the most divisive rappers out there for sure. This is Playboy Cardi who plays The Rave on November 26th. If you spend any time in rap fandom, you know people have strong opinions about him. Uh, He is maybe like the definitive mumble rapper where he literally sounds like he's mumbling. That drives people who like a more lyrical approach to rap nuts. But he has made some really cool, really exciting records. He's got this interesting approach to music where it's it's all abstracted. It's all different. It's, It's really radical in its own way. Uh, I, I feel like sometimes he doesn't get enough credit for that. I know as a music critic, we we all have like one review we've written where we just constantly get hate mail about it like years after the fact. Uh, for me, for me, it was a review of uh, Playboy Cardi's uh, album that got Best New Music on Pitchfork. I still get randos in my DMs almost every week or at least every month just because people get so worked up about this guy. Um, but I tell you, I mean, he is a creative artist and he's got a great live show. It is it is a little punk rock. Uh, he's he's kind of a performer. He's got that energy. He's got that twitchy energy when he's on stage. If you're into it, it is a blast. That is Playboy Cardi, November 26th at the Rave. Yeah, he's got a new album that's supposed to be coming out soonish called Narcissist. I don't think he's announced an official date yet, but this is like a tour around this album that hopefully will come out in the next few weeks. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's even been like digital billboards in Milwaukee 
promoting narcissist. Um, so clearly he's putting a lot, there's a lot of hype behind this album that may or may not appear before the show. Hopefully it will, or maybe the show will be a, a sneak preview of those songs too. Piet, there's a megastar coming to our city the day after Bob Dylan. What is this? Harry Styles, of course. He is coming November 3rd to Pfizer Forum. That show sold out really, really fast when it was announced this summer. In fact, what was interesting was that Harry Styles, he had announced a tour behind a fine line, his 2020 album. Before the pandemic, that got scrapped, announced new dates. Milwaukee was the only city that got a new show uh, on that tour, which was very, very cool. But it sold out very, very quickly. Um, you know, Harry Styles, obviously, is extremely popular uh, from the One Direction days and popular in his own right now. Fine Line is a really good album. Did it deserve to be on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time? Uh, that's up for debate, but there's still some really, <laughs> there's still some really. Is it fun. up for debate? <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe like not. There's not much debate there. <laughs> no, it was like number four ninety nine. I was like, what are you doing there? You just this album just came out like five months You're ago. You're trolling. Yeah, trolling <laughs> but uh, there's still some great songs in there. I think what's so cool about him is that you know the other One Direction guys have kind of just fallen into uh, pop trends, and you know so with with mixed results. Some have done really well. Some haven't. Uh, he doesn't. I mean, he just kind of does his own thing. I mean, there's really nothing else out there right now. It sounds like Adore You and Watermelon Sugar and, you know, the stuff that he's doing with his like kind of 80s rock, 70s rock thing in the previous album. He's definitely in his own lane, but he's still a, a pop superstar just based on his charisma and, and on these really good songs. All right. We've got a lot more shows to get into after the break, including some local ones and some smaller ones that may not be as big as Harry Styles, but are, are just as noteworthy in our book. Stay tuned. We'll get into all that after the break. Like listening to Milwaukee produced podcasts? Then check out Radio Milwaukee's innovation podcast, Diverse Disruptors, hosted by me, Tariq Moody. We talk with entrepreneurs from across the country that are innovating for a more inclusive world. Listen at RadioMilwaukee.org slash disruptors. Diverse Disruptors is presented by University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Northwestern Mutual, and United Ways Tequity. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for making the fall membership drive a success. It takes a village to run 88.9, and we're so thankful for the support and the kindness that we received from our members, our volunteers, our underwriters, and of course, you. Radio Milwaukee is your station, and we're looking forward to making many more years of dancing, learning, and exploring Milwaukee with you. So thank you, Milwaukee. All right, we are back. Evan, Piet, Captain, November, concerts, Harry Styles, all that. Uh, lots of lots of shows on the calendar we're excited about for this coming month. Piet, what else do you think the good people should see? Well, I'll talk about another one, but I want to say something else quick on the Harry Styles thing we didn't do in the first part. Can't <laughs> oh, leave the Jenny can't Lewis. Leave. Is it going to be Jenny Lewis? Jenny Lewis, man. Yeah, I, that, we should have got into that earlier. <laughs> that absolutely. I think that's so cool that I mean Jenny Lewis is just fantastic. She's such a cool singer-songwriter from the Rilo Kylie days on and has always been very I think similar in a way to Harry Styles because she's always just kind of done her own thing and been pretty different and uh you know doesn't seem to kind of care about trends and stuff. And I think it's I think it's really inspired that she's the opening act for this show. So, you know, get there early for for Jenny Lewis for sure. Also get there early cuz this, they've got some pretty strict, I think this is great, they've got some pretty strict COVID regulations. I mean, you've got to prove vaccination or a test. You also need to wear a mask at the show. This is the biggest show we've seen in Milwaukee where masks are required for everybody. 
which I'm completely in favor for. So it might take a while to get into there. Get there early because it's a sold out show. Get there early for Jenny Lewis. That is fantastic. Do you think the average Harry Styles fan knows Jenny Lewis? I think no. I think uh, I think some will probably look her up and and really kind of absorb her stuff before the show, and and that'll be great. I think she'll probably get a really good reaction. I don't think she'll get a rude reaction by any means, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's really cool that she's uh, she's on this tour. I think she's she's such a great singer songwriter, and again, Harry Styles is. is you know, say what you will about him. Maybe maybe the uh, the hype is a little overblown, but uh, he does do his own thing, and I think that's very commendable. He's also a Packers diehard fan. Should have mentioned this right at the beginning. Love the Packers. <laughs> so expect because a lot we of... need to sell people more on Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we need to sell people anymore. So if you uh, you know expect him to talk about the Packers and how much he loves the Packers. Fingers crossed that you know Aaron Rodgers shows up and does a duet or something. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So he seems like a good dude. I, I got to give him credit. He is he's not my jam, but uh, I get it. When I when I see Harry Styles, I'm like, I get this. I understand this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we can move on. We can we can move on from Who Harry else Styles. That is as equally <laughs> handsome as Harry Styles. Are you going to recommend next? <laughs> well, I don't know if they're equally handsome, but uh, you know, I think what's interesting about November in the Milwaukee uh, concert calendar. Is if you're like a bluegrass fan, this is like the best month ever for you. Uh, which just this is the way things kind of lined up. The same night as Harry Styles, you've got uh, Billy Strings, who's kind of like the new kind of you know hot breakthrough bluegrass player right now. Um, guy in his twenties, originally from Michigan, uh, you know, kind of you know does the bluegrass thing, but does it with kind of a kind of a jammy you know metal indebted sort of edge too and it's just supposed to have a really killer live show and he's playing the same night at the riverside that uh, theater that show also sold out really quickly you can get kind of resale seats through uh, the riverside site for that one but i think that goes to show how popular that guy is um on november 3rd but then a few weeks later you've also got uh ricky skaggs who's clearly one of the the best bluegrass players in the world uh, he's got 15 Grammys on his shelf. Uh, he's playing an internet show at the Northern Lights Theater at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino November 14th. Uh, and that'll be really great. But then at the end of the month, if you really love bluegrass, this is the one to go to, is this uh, Bella Fleck, My Bluegrass Heart Show, happening November 29th at the Riverside Theater. Bella Fleck is kind of like probably the legend in the bluegrass world. Just a virtuoso on, on banjo. Uh, also has 15 Grammys in his uh, trophy case. He, uh, you know, across a four-decade career, he's got this kind of trilogy of albums going that he just completed with uh, My Bluegrass Heart is the name of this album that just came out uh, in September. This trilogy began in like the late 80s. Uh, Billy Strings happens to be on that album too. And Billy Strings has gone on about how amazing it was to be able to record Bella Fleck, uh, kind of a hero of his. Uh, but this tour will be really cool. This show will be really cool because it, it really features some of the best bluegrass players in the world kind of jamming together for the special tour, people that are contributing to this album. So you've got um, uh, Stuart Duncan is a really great fiddle player. Uh, Sam Bush is an amazing mandolinist. Uh, Jerry Douglas on dobro, bassist uh, Edgar Meyer, and then Brian Sutton, the guitarist. They'll all be jamming at this show November 29th. So really great month for bluegrass fans, and it really ends on a really, really high note. You love to see it. Uh, another show I'm I'm really excited about, and I hope this draws the crowd it's supposed to draw. This is No Joy at Cactus Club on November 27th. 
No Joy, I think, sort of started as kind of a yeah, kind of one of those like garagey, rocky, beachy things. Kind of, I think they were lumped in a little bit with um, uh, Best Coast, that sort of scene. Mm -hmm. But over the years, they've evolved and started making some like really cool records. Um, and their last record, they, they started getting a little more shoegazy, which is a big scene in its own in its own way. And their last record is is probably one of the coolest shoegaze albums I've heard in maybe a decade. Um, it is called Motherhood. It explores issues of femininity and motherhood and how the world looks at you and, and all that and relationships. Um, but it does so with such a wide scope and does things I've never heard on a shoegaze album. Like it plays around with like trip hop and acid house. And at one point there's like a new metal breakdown. It's like new metal shoegaze. It just shows you like all the cool stuff you can still do with shoegaze. I think... Uh, a lot of times when we think of shoegaze, we think of it as a genre that never changes. So I yeah. think the, the old adage is it's the scene that celebrates itself just because it's so so sort of like baked in stone what a shoegaze record is supposed to be. And Motherhood was like one of the first records I've heard that like really upended that notion. Um, what's also cool about the show, Piet, it features two really good Milwaukee acts. Uh, one of which is Brief Candles. You know them because they're on literally every shoegaze bill in the city. They are yeah. like probably Milwaukee's signature shoegaze band. They've they've earned that title. They make great dream pop records. Uh, I love them. If you like shoegaze, you've seen them before. You're happy to see them again. And the other act is Operations. Um, really cool dream pop band. Uh, they put out like one of my favorite guitar pop records from the city. I think it was last year. It's hard to tell with the pandemic. But uh, super, super cool band too. Like a get there early to catch them kind of band. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good one too. I think if I had to, in fact, I will have a like a top 10, I do a, a gallery every month of like top 10 concerts to see and, and No Joy is in there too. Because I mean, I agree with you that that last album was really, really good. And there's also like elements of like psychedelic pop in there. It's just such an interesting interesting album uh, and she's also had a ep i don't know if you've heard the ep but that's also really good uh called can my daughter see me from heaven that just came out this year as well and it's a really good companion piece uh to motherhood and and the cactus club i think just has a really killer november i mean they've it seems like they have something like mm. every night and they've got a lot of really good stuff another thing that stands out to me is proto martyr uh, which is a really amazing post-punk band from detroit really intense and they've got some really kind of jagged guitar stuff on there but then the lyricist joe casey kind of he's got this kind of like really kind of droll but still very mesmerizing delivery and he's just it's just a really fascinating band and a band that by this point i think probably should have uh, been in bigger rooms mm -hmm. but the fact that they're playing at cactus club is still really cool because that's like a a very intense band to see in a very small space yeah you, you, can, you can tell they they passed up bigger venues in order to keep playing the ones that they love and they, they are just notorious for a great show at Cactus Club. You know, the, the other thing that jumps out at me at the Cactus Club schedule, Piet, is this Milwaukee Record halftime show, which I don't think we've ever discussed, but it is a really cool thing. Cactus Club, of course, is known for drawing big crowds for these Packer games. It's always a party there. And a couple years ago, Milwaukee Records started booking bands to play during halftime. So if you're there watching the Packers show... Uh, come halftime instead of watching more commercials or analysis, uh, you can go in and watch a quick set from a really great Milwaukee band. Uh, the bands are always on point. A couple great ones this month. 
Uh, one is Versio Cures. They're playing the halftime show on November 14th. Cool. Great indie rock band, buzzy guitars, really witty. I love their new album, Quit. Um, just a cool chance to see a band. You know, Piet, a lot of people can't get out to shows the way they want to. Yeah. You know, it can be hard to go to a show at, at 10 at night. Uh, this is a chance to see a good band on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, a couple other ones, Indonesian Junk, great garage rock band. They're playing the halftime show November 21st. And a really fun indie rock band, Daydream Retrievers. That is November 28th. So just great stuff all around there. Yeah, it's just it's a really great lineup at, at the Cactus Club uh, next month. And also uh, this month, I mean, they just added like the other day, I was kind of stunned to see it. They added a, a group of the Altos show happening this Saturday, actually, uh, with Chris Porterfield from Field Report opening. Uh, that's a really terrific band that uh, hasn't done much recently, but they did release like a, a cover of River last year. And it's just wonderful to see them kind of come out together. I mean, it's just uh, many, many musicians from the Milwaukee scene kind of collaborating, creating just a really incredible moving wall of sound. And I just think it's wonderful that they're going to be playing a show again. Yes. Spectacle! It is a spectacle. I I was elated when I saw that they were back because there was nothing like them in the city, and yeah. I hope this I hope this uh, foreshadows new music uh, from them. Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely. Let's uh, just blitz through a couple other highlights, just in case the people are wondering. On November sixth, you've got the Monkeys at the Riverside Theater. This is probably the final bow for the Monkeys. They're yeah. half of them are gone, sadly. Uh, I've seen one of these monkeys reunion tours. It was cute. It's uh, a monkeys. A monkeys show is like a, a really big-hearted, sweet thing. It's a very nostalgic. Um, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people our age, Piet, grew up with the monkeys on Nickelodeon. Maybe I shouldn't assume your age. When I was a kid, the monkeys were on reruns on Nickelodeon. So like, there's like two generations of nostalgia for the monkeys. You know, you've got the boomers who uh, you know hold on uh, tightly to the things they remember from their youth and, and you've got us who also do the same and uh, we can both agree on the monkeys uh, you've also got Iron and Wine playing November 7th at the back room at Collectivo I have not seen Iron and Wine in a long time I uh, but it's special that's that's a special show I feel like that guy always always was one of the better dudes doing that like quiet hushed indie folk I have no idea what he's up to I haven't heard an Iron and Wine album in a long time either but but I know they're good, and I trust they'll do something good. Piet, you know anything about them? Uh, not a lot lately. I do know that Ed Sheeran did an Iron and Wine shout out on a single the other year, like uh, like last year or something. So if you're going to get a, a shout out from like a superstar like Ed Sheeran, I guess that's that's something. <laughs> um, you know, maybe. I, I, I la- <laughs> maybe. I mean, I think that's just interesting. Um, but I do think what's interesting about this show too is the last time I saw them was a long time ago, probably a decade ago, and they were at Turner Hall. This this is at the back room at Collectivo. That's a pretty small venue for them. The ticket price is a little bit higher mm-hmm. because of that. I do think that's pretty oh. cool that, uh, you know, he's playing a, a much more intimate venue than he would typically play in town. Yeah. You want to, you want to feel up close for a show like this. And, uh, finally, I think we got to give a shout out to churches who are playing November 18th at the Riverside theater. This is a band I respect a lot. They just do uh, synth pop on this huge bombastic arena scale. The records are always good. They're never my favorites. I'm never like a ride or die for churches, but I just have this respect for like the showmanship and, uh, how, you know, just they're quietly adventurous, maybe more so than they're given credit for. I think their new record is all about like uh, 80s horror movies or like very inspired by 80s horror movies. It's got a collaboration with John Carpenter on it. Uh, it's got a song with Robert Smith from The Cure on it, which rules. It's really good. Yeah. 
vocal performance from Robert Smith. These are things I can get behind. If I were a fan, I would be really stoked about this show. Yeah, Churches is a really cool band. I agree with you. They may be a little bit underrated. Uh, there was a time there where, I mean, they really kind of triggered the interest in 80 synth pop. I feel like they were kind of a leader in that scene, uh, kind of in the early to mid-2010s. I felt like it was kind of everywhere, and Churches was one of the, the leading uh, figures in that world. Um, and, you know, they could have gone big and pop. They kind of flirted mm-hmm. with that. They did that Marshmallow song, which was uh, I thought was really catchy, but, you know, it was, was definitely a very pop song and they didn't do that with screen violence i mean they definitely kind of retreated and did some kind of interesting uh interesting things they have kind of dark themes juxtaposed with some kind of bright synths as well i think they're just a very interesting band that delivers a really good show great album title too thank you screen violence i love it uh anyway that is uh some of the big shows in november Lots of good ones. Big shows, small shows, local shows, good stuff all around. Uh, Piet, as always, will be rounding up all of this. You can find his coverage of these shows at jsonline.com. Of course, you can follow us at radiomilwaukee.org and find this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. With support from you, our members, we can't do it without you. Thanks to our subscribers, too. Piet, I will see you next time on Tapped In. See you next time, Evan.